0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Back and better than ever, Greeny on a jam-packed day. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Shefty, as mentioned on the Goodyear Hotline, coming up shortly. We've got a poll question. We've got your grievances. We have irate mariners, and apparently I need a haircut. We have all that and a whole lot more, but we're going to begin the only one place we can. Here we Go!
0: Only one place to start.
1: Yeah, our one place to start is going to be with Straight Talk, which is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And that talk is coming directly from Green Bay. So literally in the last five minutes, Brian Gutekunst, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, a man described just moments ago on my television show by Marcus Spears as basically now being an assistant to Aaron Rodgers in that role met the media. We're going to hear from all the players in this today, and and by that I mean all the players in this grand drama that has been Green Bay of late. Gutekunst was the first, but we will hear from Rodgers later today after practice. He's one of the players who was going to meet the media. We are going to be listening to these together, you and I, for the first time. I've not heard any of this yet. I was live, so I was told he was talking, but I've not yet heard it. Let's just go through them all, and we'll react as we do. This is Brian Gudekunst. GM of the Packers, again, moments ago, asked the question, does Rodgers now have more say on personnel decisions? No, I think, you know,
2: Aaron's had kind of the same input he's always had, you know, I think, um, which has been a lot. I mean, he's earned a place at the table. I think he always has. Um, I think one of the things for this offseason, I think, is learning how to incorporate that.
1: Okay, so um, that's ridiculous, right? So, so I mean, this is a team that drafted his eventual replacement And didn't tell him they were going to do it ahead of time. They moved up in the draft and did it. So to say that he's always had say in personnel decisions when we have seen one after another of his favorite receiving teammates being shipped out of there and him making no secret of the fact that he's unhappy about it. And I don't buy that for a second. I'm looking over at Hembo here. I'm reading the wry smile. And your face, do you believe Rogers has always had some say in personnel decisions?
3: Of course not. That's just the thing that the general manager is supposed to say when he's asked that question, right?
1: Yes, of course. <laughs> and in fact, here's what they've done badly. They've done a bad job of giving him the impression that he did. So what I think that really effective executives do is sort of massage the situation with their stars in such a way that they let them believe they have some say in what's going on, when in reality they don't. The reason that Michael Jordan hated Jerry Krause is because Jerry Krause, instead of listening to what Michael wanted, telling Michael how valuable that that feedback is, Mm -hmm. and then doing whatever he wanted, Jerry would basically say, okay, I'm not listening to you. You play and I'll generally manage, which is the right thing to do. It's just the wrong way to say it to someone like Michael Jordan or someone like Aaron Rodgers. Mm. So what they've never done is a good job of making Rodgers feel like it really had some say. And so what he did unto them then is say, oh, you want to do it that way? Okay, now if you want me to come back, I'm making the decisions. And it is thus not a coincidence that Randall Cobb in the last 10 minutes tweeted, I'm coming home. He's coming back. He played eight years with Rodgers in Green Bay. All right, let's keep listening. This is Gutekunst describing his relationship with Rodgers. I'm, I'm laughing because I can see on my screen it's only six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how you sum up this relationship in six seconds. Let's hear it.
2: Professional. You know, it's always been a very professional relationship. and I think our, our goals are the same, right? Trying to get this team to win a championship.
1: That's a good answer. I mean, answer. you got to give him. Look, it's obviously nonsense. But what's he going <laughs> to say? He hates me? I mean, what, how would you describe your relationship? It sucks. Like, you got to give the guy some slack.
3: What's he supposed to say? When Rogers is asked that same question in a couple hours about Guttekunst, what will he say? Will he say the same thing?
1: Well, that's a really good question. No, he won't say that.
3: Because he's been known to elaborate a little bit more and be a little more introspective. He's not going to give you a six-second bite.
1: No. And he's not. I don't know
3: what he's going to say. I mean, I'm fascinated. I, I,
1: I don't know what he's going to say. I, I give Guttekunst Look, we can sit here and have all our fun, and we do. But at the end of the day, when you're the person answering those questions, you you are quite limited in what you can (laughs) say. So I think that was a pretty good answer. He did well there. Right. That's a good answer. I approve. Okay. Uh, the next one. What was the resolution with? Well, this is the really important one. What was the resolution with Rodgers? Here's what he said.
2: Well, I think obviously to get him back here playing and, and going to compete for a championship in 2021, that was kind of the resolution. I think uh, we're working through some things still, you know, to, to get to that point. But, um, um, you know, there was a lot of communication uh, between Aaron and his representatives all summer um, to kind of um, to get to where we are now. So we feel good about it. And I think uh, obviously we have a very good football team.
1: I mean, that was just nothing, right? He just said nothing. He just spent 21, he just wasted 21 seconds of our lives. We all just wasted 21 seconds of our lives. Because if he had just said no comment, we would have been in the exact same situation we're in now.
3: Here's the thing. It's very clear Rodgers does not trust them, right? That's been seemingly priority number one for him. So a lot of these concessions seemingly are based upon that. Like at the end of the season, trust us, take our word for it we'll meet you halfway, we'll trade you, et cetera. It's not obvious to me why Rogers would all of a sudden believe anything they're saying, considering what he's been saying all spring and summer.
1: Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let me play one more, because this obviously is the most important one. Um, this is on Rogers having the rights to ask for a trade in 22. That, mm. That's, that's what, we, what we are led to believe is the biggest concession mm. that has been made here. Here's what Gudikund said.
2: Yeah, no, I'll just say this, that, that – uh... As we, right now, again, there's some contractual things we have not done. And, and as we go through that, I'll, I'll talk about a little bit more. But what I will say is that, you know, I think Aaron, with the time, what he's done for this organization, um, I think he deserves at least the conversation uh, every year about where we're headed, uh, where he's headed, and, and to get together and, and, and we'll make decisions. The, the club will always determine what's best for the Green Bay Packers. But um, I think he's earned the right to have those discussions.
1: So if I'm Rodgers, that's the one that makes me mad. So you're saying that by having an MVP season last year, I earned that right. But I didn't have that right a year ago, April? <laughs> like, that, that, that's the one that would bother me. He's earned that right. Well, wait a minute. I earned that right a long time ago. Again, players, and, and like, I don't know Aaron well enough to know that I can put this thought in his head. I've spent a little time around him, not a lot. McAfee knows him way better than I do. A lot of guys do. But I think I can comfortably say that even a player the level of Aaron Rodgers recognizes that the Green Bay Packers existed before he got there and they're going to exist after he gets there and that the people who run the place have the right to do what they think is best for the organization. But there is a level of respect that he feels he earned for everything he has done for them that they didn't show him. And that is the root of this dispute. And for Gudekunst to say, well, he's earned that right. That's the one that would bother me, because I think that was the root of the issue. Now, if he's saying, if he had followed that up by saying, and I kind of learned that lesson the hard way after the dra- the drafting of Jordan Love, but he's not <laughs> going to say that. He's not going to say it. So I, look, I have no quarrel with any of the things. Let me ask the most cynical man in the world, and that would be Nuno. Nuno, for all the things we just listened to Brian Gutekunst say, do you have any issue with any of them?
4: I think the biggest thing will be that last cut you just paid yeah. played, excuse me, about him like, oh, we'll figure this out later. Like kind of being like, We might just go back on our deal. Well, here, here's the thing. They cannot put into the contract.
1: Shefty's gonna come on next. I'll let him explain this. You can't put into a contract if you want to be traded next year, we promise to trade you. That that doesn't work that way. There are certain rules that they prohibit certain things from being in these contracts. So that that might be why he's saying we'll address that later. I don't know. He's saying we haven't even put stuff in the contract yet. I don't think Rodgers has signed this. Whatever it is, they've adjusted, which is what makes it surprising that he's going to practice today. Like normally, you don't go on the field until you are given whatever it is you want contractually. We'll see. One way or another, I think that was worth doing. It wasn't obviously how we planned on starting the show today, but I I do think it was worth doing because I do think... It was interesting to hear, and it was brand new. Again, this press conference was held within the last 20 minutes. I'm Greeny. Uh, We are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Meanwhile, you ask these questions.
0: Greeny's question of the
1: day. I got a good poll working here. My poll question today, and you'll find it on my Twitter page, at ESPN Greeny, is a pretty simple one. With Rogers now in the fold, who you got as the team who was the biggest threat to Tampa, Tom, and the Buccaneers in the NFC. Then I put up three options plus everybody else. I put up the Rams. I put up the Packers. I put up the Cowboys because everybody who comes on the TV show loves them. And then I put up other. For the record, Caesars William Hill says the answers are the Rams and the Niners. The Rams and 49ers are both six to one. Green Bay is six and a half to one. Seattle is 12 to 1, the Saints are 14 to 1, so is Dallas. The Bucks by the way are 3 to 1 and thus the favorites to win the NFC. So Caesars William Hill likes the Rams and the Niners. Most of the folks we had on TV today were talking about Green Bay. But let me go around the horn here with the crew. Nuno, which what is your vote? I know you voted on the poll. Which team in your view is the biggest threat to Tampa in the NFC? San Francisco Ooh, okay, I like it. And is that with Garoppolo or Lance as the quarterback?
4: It's going to be Garoppolo, but I think for me, because of that defense, if those guys are healthy uh, and with Bosa coming back, I think they c- can be good enough to compete against them.
1: I like it. So I'm on the poll. Your answer would be other, but I like it. Is Devin there today? I am here, Greeny. Devin, who is your answer? I'm going the Rams.
3: Stafford's got a stable franchise around him. I think he's going to ball out this year.
1: And people love Stafford no out kidding. there. He's, he's, he's. I, I, I Their problem is their depth. They don't have a lot of it, and they've already lost the running back. But that's a that's actually from by Devin's standards, that's an excellent pick. Thank you, (laughs) Hambo. How about you?
3: I'm going to go with the Packers. I, in fact, I was sort of concerned about this dynamic of Rodgers playing potentially, potentially in his last season, what that might mean, how much a distraction it would be. I talked to Jeff Saturday on the phone last night in preparing for get-up. He really talked me off that cliff. He said, it doesn't matter at all. Once you're on the field, it makes no difference at all. It's, it's the Bucks 1A, it's the Packers 1B, and I'm going to trust, I'm going to take Jeff Saturday's word for it, and I'll say the Packers.
1: That's my vote as well. I think with Rodgers there, based upon him, I pick them as the biggest threat you can cast your vote on the poll question we'll keep it open through the rest of this show at ESPN Greeny on Twitter so Shefty will join us with all the details coming up live next plus one team in major league baseball is officially a disgrace unless what they did was absolutely right i'll explain right after this this is Greeny on ESPN Radio
4: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jet's Pizza the number one pick in Detroit style pizza why it's simple
1: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app
2: for details. Greeny, the podcast.
1: This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. The great Adam Schefter in 30 seconds on the Goodyear hotline with the very latest on the Aaron Rodgers situation. But I'll spend those 30 seconds reminding you of this from Straight Talk Wireless. uh, 5G is here But the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action? Well, not anymore. Because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out a 5G coverage nationwide, with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. And with that, it is my delight, as always, to welcome back my buddy Adam Schefter. Good morning again, Shefty.
0: Greenie, how are we doing this
1: morning? Well, I'm great. So I, I just played uh, off the top of the show here today. I, I just played all of the sound bites from Brian Gudekunst this morning, addressing the media, and we will hear from Rogers after practice today, is is what Rob Domofsky told us on Get Up this morning. So we'll hear what he's willing to tell us. But what I what I think everyone really wants to know is what specifically was in the agreement these two sides reached that convinced Rogers to come back. Where are we with finding out whatever details? There exist from that.
0: Well, let me do my best to spell it out to you, Greeny. Yeah. Essentially, this is a case where we start off with the fact that 2023 was voided. They did not cut his salary, but they created more cap room somehow. We'll see how they've done that. The biggest thing that I think that this deal is going to contain when it comes down and when it gets revealed is what is called default language. And by that, I mean this. Default language means that if after this season – Aaron Rodgers decides not to show up to Green Bay anymore, doesn't like what the organization's doing, wants to retire, whatever he wants to do, he gets to keep the money, the guaranteed money, that's been paid to him. Mm. He no longer has to pay that back, which Mm. means that the Packers will be left with a cap charge of about $20 million on their books if he retired, plus the idea that they would have to leave open a window of about $25 million in the event that Aaron Rodgers showed up right before training camp. So if Aaron Rodgers were upset with the Packers, he could say, I'm retiring, I'm keeping my money, and you may see me during training camp keep that space open, which would limit what they could do. What this does is it honors the word that has been exchanged between the two sides, and Brian Gutekunst admitted as much today when he said Aaron has done so much for this organization that he deserves the right to have his situation reviewed year after year. In other words, after this year, Aaron Rodgers will have the freedom to choose where he wants to play and if he wants to play. He may want to continue on in Green Bay. He may want to be traded, as he did during this offseason. He may not want to play at all. That is going to be his choice. And there's nothing that Green Bay can do to stand in his way. Whereas now, if he didn't show up, which he wasn't planning to do, he would have had this long, protracted battle with the organization, would have gotten ugly. It would not have been favorable and again as i talk to you right now i'm telling you a week ago the plan was for him not to go in i know there are Packers fans who maintain oh he had no choice he had a choice and he was going to strongly consider going the other route but ultimately decided in the end wisely i believe that by going in and getting these concessions getting the default language getting the last year knocked off getting Randall Cobb, his friend, back in town, getting more cap room for the team this year, getting all these things with the ability to control his decision after this year. Okay, I'm going to go back. It's going to be smooth and easy. The Packers get their quarterback for a year, and he gets the freedom to choose what he wants to do and where he wants to go in 2022.
1: That's super interesting. And and, and it does start to make some sense of all of this. And again, we will hear from Rodgers later today and see what he says. Meanwhile, Shefty, on on TV this morning, Marcus said an interesting thing. Marcus Spears said Aaron Rodgers now has more power than any NFL player has ever had within an organization. I just wonder, as one who knows the ins and outs of the dynamics of the sport better than anyone I know, what do you think of that statement?
0: I love Marcus, but I don't know that that's true. I think Patrick Mahomes would have an equal amount of power over Kansas City. Any superstar quarterback could always threaten to withhold his services, get into some sort of behind-the-scenes battle with his organization. I think he just points out the nba of the NFL and the fact that you better make sure that your quarterback is happy at all times. And if he's not... There could be problems. And this has come up time and time again through history. We've seen it. It's not the first time. It won't be the last time, right? If you go back to just this offseason alone, okay? Think about The Greeny. Carson Wentz wanted out of Philly. Matthew Stafford wanted out of Detroit. Russell Wilson was open to a trade out of Seattle, no matter what is said, okay? Aaron Rodgers did not want to return to Green Bay. And again, if he had this structure in his contract, I believe he wouldn't have returned this year. We can move on and on with the quarterbacks just this offseason. Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. So there is this trend going on amongst quarterbacks that if they're not happy, they're going to shake the tree and see what happens. And sometimes it's going to work in their favor, and other times it's just going to serve as a warning as to what could be coming.
1: It, it's It's really such a change. From what that sport has been historically, even you know, not that long ago, you look at at, at the great stars of a, of just a generation ago, guys like Joe Montana and others, they wind up finishing their careers in other places because uh, the organization does what it wants. One more thing for you, Shefty, and Adam Sheft is with me on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. You mentioned Deshaun Watson. I'm always so hesitant to go down this road because. The non-football piece of that story, the really serious allegations that are hanging over him, it just feels so much more important than any football piece of it. But anyone who listens to Adam Schefter's podcast knows that a a very close member of Watson's circle told you on your podcast this week that he believes that Watson is going to be traded soon, like very soon, that there are teams out there that are interested in him, that want him despite all the other things that are going on, and that he expects a trade very soon. So with that as the background, I would ask you what you're hearing and what your expectation is.
0: Well, here's the situation. Uh, Deshaun Watson's private quarterback coach during the offseason is Quincy Avery. And Quincy Avery said to me as we were taping the podcast last Friday afternoon that I expect Deshaun to be traded by Sunday. And I thought to myself, this Sunday? And he said, yes. And I said, wow. Well, Sunday's come and gone and today is the Texans' first practice of training camp, and Deshaun Watson is on the field. Now, I don't know that he's going to be going through practicing because the fact of the matter is they want to trade him, and he wants out of there. So I don't know if they're going to risk injury. He may just be out on the field, and that's it for the summer until we get further clarity from a legal situation. As it pertains to a trade, what I would say is this, Green: Houston has not actively engaged other teams at all, at all. And so other teams, as much as they would love Deshaun Watson, and they would, are in this situation. Deshaun Watson has maintained his innocence, and he very well may turn out to be right, depending on what the police and NFL investigation turns up. But what if it doesn't go that way? And what if there's a GM out there that's traded two, three, first-round picks, players, whatever the Texans want, for a player who all of a sudden is unavailable due to how this case was investigated and ruled upon. So I think other teams are hesitant to trade for Deshaun Watson right now. And the Texans aren't engaging teams. And I've wondered if maybe they don't want to put another team in that situation, because again, as much as you want to do what's best for your team, if I'm Nick Casario, the Texas GM, I don't want to trade my guy to another team and have that GM preside over a trade in which that player maybe doesn't play for that team for a while. That, I mean, that could that could really impact someone's career and organization. And so I think everybody right now, I think everybody's right now, and look, this could change in a moment's notice and I could be proven wrong, but it seems this way right now. It feels this way, that everything is in a holding pattern until we get further clarity. Now, the problem is Again, some people say, well, settle. Well, Deshaun Watson has continued to maintain his innocence and doesn't want to settle because he doesn't believe he did anything wrong. So So that's the problem.
1: Right. And and, and there's no, the league can rule on this whenever it sees fit. And the legal system, we all know that. There's no way of necessarily knowing how long that's going to take. So I think holding pattern is the right way to describe it. Shefty, the best in the business as always. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you later.
0: Greeny, be well. We'll
1: talk to you, my friend. All right, that's Adam Schefter here, and again, I I call myself the Shefty Whisperer. You always you got to listen to the things he says, and he he knows so many things he can't say that that, that the, the connections that Shefty has are ridiculous. I've seen a little bit of it from behind the scenes; it's just ridiculous, and so you got to always kind of read into it. So again, the Deshaun one, I don't even really like talking about it because it's a football story in which football is by no means the most important part of it, but it is an important football story, so it's always kind of complicated to know which way to take it. We'll see. One way or the other. Again, Rodgers will talk later today. We'll have more on that. So that's plenty of football so far. Now let's get to this.
0: I'm ready to go
4: right now.
1: Green light. light with Greeny. So Hembo sent me a note yesterday and said, "We have to get into something that happened in baseball yesterday, even though it did not get an enormous amount of national attention, and I think that's because of where it happened. But let me present this to you. Imagine if today the New York Yankees traded a Chapman to the Rays. Today. Those teams are playing each other. They're in the midst of a series. They are rivals, and the Yankees are certainly within shouting distance. Of making the playoffs. What would we be saying today if the Yankees traded Aroldis Chapman to the Rays? Well, the Mariners yesterday basically did exactly that. Hembo, pick it up from there.
3: Greeny, entering games last night, the Mariners were only one game back in the American League wildcard. Keep in mind, this is a team that has not made the playoffs since 2001. That is the longest drought of its kind in all of North American major sports. 2001 the last time Seattle has made the playoffs. Even so, before yesterday's game, the Mariners traded Kendall Graveman. He's one of the best relievers in baseball. They traded him to the Astros, the team winning their division. What's more, Greeny, the Astros and Mariners are playing each other right now. In fact, Graveman was the winning pitcher against the Astros in their game on Monday. He, He was the winning pitcher in the last game he ever pitched for that team and is now on the Astros. So this did not go over well in the Mariners' clubhouse. I'll read you two Uh, Things that they said about their general manager. The first was: these are players speaking and honestly. One, are you bleeping kidding me? It never changes. They don't care about winning. How do you trade him and say you care about winning? And you trade him to Houston? It never changes. And secondly, speaking of the GM directly, he hasn't come down here. He sits up in his suite playing fantasy baseball and rips apart our team without telling us anything. So that Greeny is what's happening in Seattle.
1: Yeah, that's, and I think that's right. And. Here's the problem. So the way I set this up in the tease was one team is an absolute disgrace. Unless what they did was absolutely right because they are not unloading. Didn't you tell me they've all, they, what was the other move that they made?
3: They traded for a veteran pitcher later in the day. He's a pitcher on an expiring contract in efforts to win now. So my
1: point is they made a win now move at the same time they made a white flag move. That's right. So how the hell does that make sense?
3: Well, We'll have to find out on Friday at the end of the trade deadline how this all nets out. But if you're a member of that fan base, you're saying to yourself, we've not made the playoffs in 20 years, like I said. How in the world could you trade our best relief pitcher to the best team in our division that's been kicking our butt for the last decade? And if you're a player on that team... Kendall Graveman is again one of their best pitchers, very well liked, very well respected, a leader in that clubhouse. He was crying after he was traded, you know, a, a cr- literally a cr- to, from dugout to dugout yesterday, and his teammates on the Mariners were furious because that's a team, like at that time, at least, they're saying to themselves. The general manager, the, the front office, does not think that we can win. We're a surprise team. We're one game out of the playoffs, and they don't think we can win because they're trading one of our best players to a division rival. I I really get the fans' perspective, and I get it if you're a player on the Mariners, too. I don't know if
1: this, then, is the white flag trade, but I remember the white flag trade like it was yesterday. It was actually July of 97. It was the day of the trade deadline, and the White Sox infamously traded three major league pitchers, Wilson Alvarez and Roberto Hernandez among them, and Danny Darwin, three good pitchers, to the Giants for six minor leaguers at a time that the White Sox were three and a half games out of first. You're three and a half games out of first place in your division on the day of the trade deadline, and they traded three incredibly important pitchers for six minor leaguers, and the owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, said, quote, anyone who thinks we can catch Cleveland is crazy. (laughs) <laughs> now, imagine being a player on that team and having the owner of the team say, well, you're three and a half games out. of Anyone who thinks we can win this thing is crazy. We're just tearing it down. That's the white flag trade. And there are people in Chicago who never stopped being mad about that. What you're telling me is that this isn't exactly that. So I'm confused and I will withhold judgment on mm-hmm. whether or not this is a dis- that was obviously a disgrace. I will withhold judgment on whether this is a disgrace or not based upon what they wind up doing between now and Friday. Sure,
3: it's also a very good example of the fact that front offices in baseball now, and really across sports, they act without emotion, totally without emotion, which in some sense is a good thing, because if you wind up listening to the fans on talk radio, you want, generally speaking, wind up doing the wrong thing. But in the case here... Like, the Mariners have not won in 20 years. You have a shot to do this thing. You capitalize on the window that you have now. It's very unlikely that they'll be able to land a player of Kendall. Like if, you're, if, you're, if you don't pay a, uh, close attention to this stuff, after Craig Kimbrell of the Cubs, this is probably the second-best relief pitcher that's going to be traded this week. He's that kind of good, and they traded him to the best team in their own division. That really has to sting if you're a fan of that club. That's right.
1: Whether you need to hire a civil engineer in New York or a mascot in Missouri, Zip Recruiters technology finds people with the right experience for your job and invites them to apply. And now you can try it free only at ziprecruiter.com slash green.
3: I need you to listen carefully.
1: I just want you to know. That's that's something I just want you to know. So over the course of the last, when when COVID first started, they moved me, ESPN moved me to Bristol. We do our show from New York City every day at the South Street Seaport, Get Up, and, and now the radio show. But they closed down this part of the city. When COVID first hit in March of last year, so I went back up to Bristol and I did Get Up for six months from there. They moved me back here the day after uh, Labor Day, so I've been back in the studio now since September. And during that time, because no other on-air personalities have been here, I have developed an even closer relationship with the with the tech crew, if you will, uh, of Get Up than I would normally have. We already had a very good relationship to cameras, people, and and the floor director and the audio people and everything. During breaks now, there is no one else to talk to. We all just talk to each other. And one of my my favorite members of that team is named Jenny. She works with us regularly. She does audio. She's filling in for Brandon today, doing the stage managing. And so I'm setting this up this way to let you know that we we have a relationship that extends, you know, beyond just good morning, good morning. Like, you know, we have chatted. But you tell me if this is okay. She comes in this morning. I'm in the makeup room. I'm doing my makeup. We don't have makeup people now. I, I do my makeup and put some stuff in my hair. I'm standing in there. She comes in to help me. She helps bring my stuff into the studio because I'm carrying a lot of things. And she just says, without a word, you need a haircut. (laughs) She just looks right at me and says, you need a haircut. Now, here's what I'd say. Maybe I need a haircut. But who says that to someone right before they go on TV? I mean, did you think I was getting a haircut in the next nine minutes? You could say that to me after the show. Like, Jenny is sitting in the room now. She's going to be here until we get done with this show at 12. So I ask, what is the etiquette when you believe someone needs a haircut? And and I know this does not apply to most people. Most people aren't going to be on TV today. But many of you, many have an important business meeting. You have an important, you have a date. You have whatever it is that you feel it's important that you look good and feel good about it. If there's one thing I've learned from being on the air all these years, it is not as important that you look good as it is that you feel like you look good. (laughs) Because if you feel like you look bad, you're going out there, you don't have a good feeling. So I ask, what is the etiquette? If you think someone needs a haircut and and you know that it's an important moment, and You just walk up to them and say, you need a haircut, and then just pick up their stuff and leave. She just walks into the room,
3: says, you need a haircut, and then just leaves, just drops <laughs> a bomb and departs. So let me ask you this, Green. Yeah. Do you have issue with her saying at any time? Time no, notwithstanding, if she had said to me at 12 o'clock today, uh-huh. an hour and
1: 21 minutes from now, uh-huh. when my time on television is done, if she had said, you know, I think your hair is too long, you need a haircut, I would have been a touch surprised, but I would not have been upset
3: by it. What if she said you had something in your teeth? She's no, just, that's she, different well, well, she's, because no, that's
1: something I can do something about in the next eight minutes, right? <laughs> if she's telling me you have something in your teeth at, at seven fifty-two, and I'm going on TV at eight o'clock, I could say, "Oh, thank you," and I get, you know, I can get rid of that.
3: So now it's important if someone needs to tell you something about your appearance. Y- again, you guys are friends, you guys are close. It has to be at a specific time. Yes. She's she 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 better time discernment to tell right. you or to cut your hair. Yes. That's outrageous. Oh no, me, right then, uh, no, no, oh no, I'm right on this. No, no, no. Oh, I'm right on this. Can I just Can I just say something out loud? Yeah. What she said to you this morning, we have all thought this entire week. She's just the only one that said it out. You desperately need a haircut. Listen to me,
1: okay? I was away for the weekend, so I couldn't get my hair cut over the weekend. The woman who cuts my hair was on vacation last week. Okay, good for her. I normally would have gone last Wednesday. I am going today at
3: 3 o'clock. That was already booked before this happened. And amidst this diatribe, your bangs are flopping all over the place. I hope you're watching on TV. On ESPN Plus right now, you look like Brendan Fraser in some alien movie. Distressed.
1: You done? Uh, Nuno, do you want to say something
4: about my hair also? I mean, no,
1: it seems I to mean, me make fun of hair, hair day.
3: If you had an appointment
4: already scheduled, your response should have been like, Th- I know, I already, you know, I have an appointment scheduled today. I That's know. it. But, you know, people say that all the time. like, dude, you need a haircut. Like, it, it's- it's okay. Really? I, I think it's all right. If you it's have a right. relationship with someone that you're cool with, I think you can say that. Do people walk up to you in your life and just say, Nuno, you need a haircut? Yes, I've and I people have done that to me, and I do that to other people. Like, that's getting out of hand. Get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. I don't I'm not buying it at all. Meanwhile, I've got some good trivia for you here as we continue next. I'm 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 rubbed the wrong way by this, but one way or the other. Hambo told you a moment ago the Mariners currently have the longest playoff drought in any of the four major sports. My question is, do you know which team comes next? Which team in the four sports has the second longest stretch without making the playoffs? behind Seattle. No Googling. We're back with the answer after this word from California Almonds. Country versus country. You versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel, and almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. A handful of almonds have six grams of plant-based protein. It can't get any easier to fuel good so you can feel good. Now just choose how to get fueled up. Whole almonds is a snack, almond milk in your smoothies, or almond butter smeared on just about anything. Whether you're podium topping or printing at home, almonds in any form are natural fuel for the best you. California California Almonds, own your every day, every day, back in a flash on ESPN Radio.
0: Greeny, the podcast.
1: With you here on ESPN Radio, summer games, news and notes brought to you by California Almonds, representing your country or representing your trivia team. Almonds are natural fuel for the best you. California Almonds, own your every day, every day. We will do a little news from uh, the summer games in just a moment, because apparently Draymond Green thinks he's Aaron Rodgers. He's acting as the general manager of the um, the Golden State Warriors while he's over there in Tokyo and recruiting players. You'll hear that in a moment. But first, I wanted to pay off the trivia. This is a good question. It just came up organically today, and I liked it. The Seattle Mariners have the longest streak without making the playoffs in any of the four major North American sports, the last time they made the postseason was 2001. Was that the A Rod team that had the best record ever?
3: A Rod was not on that team anymore. That's the Ichiro team. They went 116 and 46 and lost to the Yankees in the playoffs. It,
1: it was the best regular season record ever?
3: Yes, 2001.
1: That team didn't have A Rod?
3: A Rod was, uh, was in Texas was in by Texas then? Texas by then, yeah.
1: Why do I never remember things right? How was that, that possibly 20 years ago? Well, anyway, the Mariners are the longest streak. Do you know which teams or which team has the longest stretch? Well, in hockey, the Buffalo Sabres have gone the longest since making the playoffs. Their last playoff appearance was 2011. In the NFL, to my dismay, the answer is the New York Jets. It had been Cleveland. The Browns actually had a longer stretch than the Mariners till they made it last year. The Jets have not made the playoffs since the 2010 season, 2011, you know, playoffs in January. But the answer is the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings have not made the playoffs since 5 06. Now, at the risk of doing this off the top of my head, was that the Chris Webber team? Was that those really good teams they had with White Chocolate and C-Webb? And they didn't they take the Lakers like seven tough games in the conference final, or is that was this more recently than that? I'm trying it to. It was think
3: one of, year more recently than that. There
1: was more, one year, so they made the playoffs one year after that. They have not made the playoffs since. So the Mariners have the longest streak without making the playoffs. And the, um, the Sacramento Kings have the second longest streak. All right, I don't have time to get to the Draymond stuff here, but I will coming up shortly here. We will do our summer game news and notes brought to you by California Almonds. But I just want to go back to the haircut thing. Yes, please. For just a brief moment, because I feel like I'm getting a little bit of support, right? What is social media saying about this? Because, like, you would not want a person. I remember when I first went on TV years ago. So I started my career in radio. I worked at WSCR Radio in Chicago, and I was covering Jordan and the Bulls, and I started, you know, people started knowing who I was, and I go on TV at a, a, television, a small television station in Chicago called CLTV. And, you know, I'm doing my job on television, and one day I'm at a health club, and a guy walks up to me and says, you know, I like your work on the radio, but you don't look good on TV. Just walked <laughs> right up to me and said that in a friendly way. Like, he didn't mean it to be like an attack. He was like, I think you're better on radio. I don't like the way you look on the TV. And, I, you know, I had been on TV at that point for like eight minutes. I, I'm trying to figure out how to get comfortable. And I, I, what can you say to that? Okay, thank you. I mean, what is there to say in response to that? I, I'll take it under advisement. People just walk up to you when you're on TV and just say things like that. So to just walk up to me right before the show and say, you need a haircut, and then just drop that bomb and leave, I'm telling you,
3: makes you feel bad. She's not wrong.
1: But it doesn't mean she's right. We continue in just a moment.
0: Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.